0: I'm joined this afternoon by Christian Rasmussen, driving for Andretti Autosport in Indy Lights this year. Christian, first off, man, how you doing today, and how's the uh, week been after your first victory in Indy Lights?
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's I'm doing great today. It's uh, it's been it's been pretty pretty calm this week. Uh, I have had a couple of interviews on top of the win, but it's been. It's been good. Uh, have some time to just kind of let it all sink in. Um, finally getting, get, finally getting the monkey off my back with getting that first win in Indy Lights. Uh, so no, it's been good. Uh, just back to the preparations. Uh, doing in the gym and uh, getting all that done so we can stay, stay on top and hopefully do all, the same thing at Mid Ohio.
0: All right. Well, before we kind of talk about you know the, this year and and maybe a little bit you know looking back onto you know the road to India as a whole, for for those who maybe aren't familiar with Christian Rasmussen, how did you you know, first get involved into motorsports as a kid? You know what were some of the early things you drove, and and uh, we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, I started. Uh, I started in a go kart when I was five years old back home in Denmark. Um, my dad has a car dealership uh, so the interest from for cars were were always there sure uh, from a very young age um so transitioning into a go-kart was was very natural uh it first came from where we have our summer house in denmark there is a local karting track uh so i first got into a go-kart there and then my my older cousins actually started racing as well and me being a, a few years younger than they were, obviously kind of looking up to them, I, I wanted to start karting as well. And so I did. So I started racing every Sunday in like a local local kart track back to my home in Copenhagen. Um, And yeah, just kind of developed through all the, the, the letters of karting uh, back home. Uh, went into a real race kart when I was about 10 uh won the Danish championship in karting back in 2015. Nice. Uh after that I transitioned into cars, did two years of car racing back home in Denmark, uh Formula Ford and, and F4. Uh and that's when I was at a crossroad and kinda was looking at what to do with the rest of my career. And that's why, where I got my eyes open to the U.S. and how great of an opportunity there is for, for young drivers to develop through the letters of motorsports over here. And uh, kind of made the jump over here in 2018 doing the F4 series with J. Howard Driver Development. Uh, moved into USF 2000, got third in the championship in my first year. Won the USF 2000 championship in 2020, moved into Indy Pro for the next year, won that championship, which has gotten me into Indy Lights this year with Andrea Dior Sport.
0: So, you know, back when you were, you know, doing the F4 Danish championship and Formula Ford and whatnot, were, you know, a lot of young European drivers like, okay, you know, I want to go to F1, but you made, in my opinion, the right move and looking at the, you know, the road to Indy series which is a fantastic ladder series was there any consideration to you know hey you know i'm i'm here it's maybe i can get an f3 ride or it you know, was it a pretty easy determination to to come here to the states
1: so the the thing is we i can i come from a very regular family with not huge financial back sure then. sure um so we could probably have afforded a year of f4 going to the german series um maybe the italian series that were like that the highest ranked f4 series back then right um but then you look at it and then what's the next step that's to go into uh, f3 and we simply just couldn't see a way to to find the money to go there and that's where we kind of got introduced to the U.S. and how how they do it over here and then I went to F4 there was scholarship on the line that year but then being in the U.S. for a year you kind of realize how great of an opportunity there is in the road to Indy and you kind of realize that that's really the place to be and that's why we we transitioned into into the road to Indy.
0: Awesome. So, out of curiosity, if you had done, you know, F three Italy or F four Italy, and and kind of you know moved on from there, what's a typical budget for a car like that? I know it's expensive still, but what is a you know general budget at least as of you know four or five years ago?
1: Yeah. So yeah, because obviously I've been out of of Europe for a while now, so I'm sure all the budget has gone up even further. <laughs> but from what we heard, a f4 budget would be around three hundred thousand euros okay and to transition into f3 would be around a million cool um, so it's, it was a lot of money and and that's that was just simply not obtainable for us at, right. at the time um
0: so as a, as a kid growing up who were you know some of your racing heroes who did you you know kind of look up to and have you gotten to meet any of them now that you're you know driving professionally?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, I think that's a big one for a lot of race car drivers. I think Erickson Senna is, yeah. is definitely one of my, my heroes. Obviously, didn't get to meet him uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but then again, also just looking at all the, the, the Danish drivers that has done so well uh, in Tom Christensen, uh, Kevin Magnussen, obviously. Uh, jan Magnussen back in the day as well so yeah. i think having a lot of those national people doing so well in the series just i mean there were those were kind of the ones that you were looking up to uh, and are looking up to Have um, you... I, was, I was fortunate enough to drive with the uh, in jan Magnussen's team back home in denmark uh, in f4 he had nice. his own f4 team at the time so being super close with him was was also a, a great motivation to to continue the career.
0: Have you gotten to know and talk to a fellow Danish driver Christian Lundgaard at all?
1: Yeah, so we're we're very close actually. Okay, uh, we grew up karting together uh, and was was really close back when we were were younger. Then. I'm I moved off to the U.S. and he moved on to to Europe, so we kind of drifted apart a little bit, and just not being, not being close to each other, being able to hang out. But now that he's come over here, we've uh, become super close again. Uh, we live in the same apartment complex, okay. so we we hang out. Yeah, I, I would say almost every day. Um, so it's it's great to have a familiar face around. Uh, in this big world where it can be. You know, kind of lonely being across the the Atlantic by yourself as sure. a as an overseas driver. So having having a familiar face has been has been very good very good for me.
0: Awesome man. So let's let's talk a little road to Indy. Kind of you're you're working your way up the ladder. You had two years at Indy Light, uh, two years at USF two thousand, a year at Indy Pro, and you won a lot of races. You and yeah. a lot of different tracks. Is there you know, tracks along the way that maybe you know, you're definitely not racing it at anymore. I know you know New Jersey Motorsports Park, for example, is is not on the Indy Lights schedule, but is there kind of a, a track or maybe a weekend before Indy lights that sticks out as like, you know, one of those kind of trophy case moments where you're like, you know, this, this weekend, just from start to finish was perfect.
1: Uh, there's a, uh, there's a few over the years, I think that stands out. Um, I think the one that really stands out for me was 2019 in Toronto when I got my, my first win uh, in the road to Indy. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of my family there. Uh, I had a lot of family friends there coming in for the race. So being able to bring home my first win for me personally was big, but it just make, made it so much better to have all your family there and friends to, to support you. So that one stands out to me um i think the the ovals uh my oval win at Lucas Oil in 2020 in USF 2000 for the Freedom 70 so freedom 75 and yeah. also the year after in Indy Pro backing it up with the Freedom 90 win uh they both stood out to me uh, especially coming from from overseas where ovals is not a thing like <laughs> they, we don't do any ovals at all um so being able to go in and actually win uh the second race ever on an oval and then the third race as well in the freedom seven in the freedom 90 the year after so those also stand out to me as well.
0: So you've you've obviously driven on a couple ovals this year and I think or last year and the year before like you mentioned I think are you testing at Iowa soon?
1: Yes we're going to Iowa next week.
0: Okay. So Iowa is you know smaller a little bit more like a, a I don't know maybe a bull ring, I guess, than than some other ovals. Have you talked to anybody about how Iowa might be different than some of the ovals you've been on, and kind of what to expect? Uh,
1: not not too much yet. Uh, we're kind of slowly getting our preparation started for uh, for Iowa now. Um, but I have I have great opportunities opportunities to do that. Uh, being a part of Andretti Autosports, there's yeah. so much knowledge to 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 feed off of. Uh, from the IndyCar drivers, I have gotten to know a few IndyCar drivers through yeah Andretti and through, uh, working out at Pitford training. So I'm sure, I'm sure whenever we get a little bit closer, I'll I'll start to to ask some questions about uh about what, what what to expect for Iowa. So it's gonna be a new oval for me, but so far the ovals has been pretty good to me. So I'm I'm just excited for for putting another, putting another oval on my cv and and hopefully <laughs> uh, bring the car back in one piece and and have a good test there to prepare for the race later on this year.
0: Awesome. So you know, you, you mentioned it so I'll transition here. You're part of Andretti, you, know, you have three other Indy Lights drivers and and four IndyCar drivers to talk to. Is there, you know, advice from one of the IndyCar drivers that kind of sticks out in your mind like something that you can go to on a on a weekend basis when you're when you're racing and getting prepared?
1: uh so far not not really um but you just kind of learn uh just the general i guess routine on the on the race weekends as well i've been fortunate enough to be on uh, roman groshan's pit stand a few times to kind of listening in on the on the radio um to see how he works so i think it's nothing in particular but just like knowing how they operate and how they do all their routines within the the different engineers but also from from engineer to driver and the other way around um has been has been very cool to to experience
0: awesome so you know real quick before i kind of wrap it up with some indie lights talk nothing going on this weekend what does christian rasmussen do to relax and have fun
1: uh well i'm i'm sure i'm gonna be hanging out with uh with christian um so whatever we'll uh we will do we uh we've picked up pickleball a lot so we okay. so a lot of pickleball the two of us um so maybe we'll go play pickleball uh, and just yeah enjoy the enjoy the good weather there. Hey there, my name is Michael Amanato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round.
2: Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.
0: Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform, or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.
1: So much like a heat wave going all over <laughs> indianapolis right now so it's almost unbearable to be outside but yeah joe sure will be it will be out there and enjoy the good weather while it's here and uh and just yeah just kind of hang out uh and slowly get my preparation started for for iowa
0: yeah man it is unbearably hot here i i don't even like letting the dog outside this week because it's just painful it's oppressive just to walk outside
1: it's it's like a wall you hit as soon as you walk out. It, it's absolutely crazy. I'm definitely not used to that from back home. No. Uh, and especially with my pale skin, it's uh, it's hard. Like, it's, it's a struggle.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, it's listen. I I like the cold weather. So anything above eighty, and I think I was saying this on another interview the other day. It's just it's too much.
1: It's too much for me as well, man. So.
0: Let's talk Indy Lights here, I, I guess kind of, and I'm stealing a Rob Howden question here. So thank you, Rob, for asking it repeatedly. So I, I remember it, but a lot of guys say, and, and Rob says that the, the biggest jump on the you know, car list is going from an Indy Pro 2000 car to an Indy Lights car, even more so than Indy Lights to IndyCar. Do you agree? And, and if so, kind of Why?
1: Uh, so far, I, I haven't been in an IndyCar yet, so I can't talk about uh, yeah. from lights to IndyCar. But definitely, going from USF two thousand to Indy Pro was was quite easy for me. Um, they're very similar in the way that they need to be driven um, in terms of technique and everything. And transitioning into the lights car is very different. Uh, you're quite a bit heavier you obviously have a lot more downfalls, a lot more uh, a lot more power. you have all the push to pass stuff going on as well uh, so it's been it, it took a little while to to get used to the car and how it needs to be driven um but I feel like we're slowly getting there. Uh, Andrea Autosport has a, a great testing program in in the winter time so being part of that prepared me prepare me for the season and we almost thought that we were going to get the win already in St. Pete. Sure. Obviously that didn't happen, uh, unfortunately, but just being able to, to run up front and in, in, in the first week and shows you how great the team is to prepare you for the, for the challenge coming from the Indy pro car. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Prepare you for the challenge to, to, to compete already for, for the first weekend. So
0: you know, looking at the Indy lights, championship you know a week ago this time people were saying oh christian uh uh linus lundquist is going to run away with the championship and then this weekend comes in you win you know you're the you and and four or five other guys are you know kind of right there within within grasp of the you know championship lead when in the second half of the season here so i know the season outside of road america maybe hasn't gone exactly how you wanted it to but you know what can you take from these? Maybe the rounds that didn't go as well for the second half of the season.
1: I, I think it's an important to look at how much pace we've actually had. Also, the previous weekends to Road America. Yeah, uh, I'm. I was gonna win the the first round in St. Pete. Had the fastest lap there. Uh, obviously, we had the, the the issue that that took us out of the race. But showing the pace already that weekend we had the pace at uh, at barber in the rain after my uh, after my incident there i was i was definitely the fastest car on track uh, in the gp i was really coming on towards the end of the wet race um detroit first race i had i was like a few hundreds off the fastest lap time in the race there as well so just every single weekend we've had the pace to to run up front at least in the races, um, but just have had no results to show for it. So it's it was great to get the monkey off of my back at Road America and hopefully carry that momentum on for, for the rest of the season. I, I don't think it's pace that we've been lacking. I think it's more uh, a luck thing um, other than Detroit that was on my part. But True. the rest of the season has been just unlucky for me, uh, having the incidents that I've had. Uh, that has kind of put us back. A little bit in the championship fight so what we can do now is just focus on race wins um get as many of them as as we can because this series the way that the the point system are really reward winning um so we're just gonna go out and try and do a lot more of that and then see where we stack up at the end of the season
0: awesome well we'll wrap it up here with one last hopefully easy question here we haven't been able to do this in a while but we have a, a pit lane parlay drivers Spotify choice list playlist. You were to add one song, or you know, if there's a favorite artist, I'll just pick a song at random. What would you add?
1: So I'm I'm really ah uh, oh, that's hard uh, me on the spot <laughs> here. There's so many good songs out there. I, I really like uh, 90s hip hop. Um, so. Probably some some early Eminem, Snoop Dogg, uh, Doctor Dre stuff like that. I I really like. All right, we will add a we'll add a
0: Snoop Dogg song in here. We'll go. Let's see here. Let's do that. Let's go back to old Snoop. Which probably when when I was a kid. Oh God, I'm old. Anyway, yeah. I first off appreciate the taste in music. That's fantastic because there are yeah, some right? weeks we get or you know it's been a while, but I get. Answers. I'm like I've ne- I don't even I don't know what this is, and right. I listen to it. And I'm like this is horrendous.
1: You D- know R- what? D- you can add the Juicy by Notorious B.I.G.
0: Ah, oh, perfect. All right, we will like that one. Here we go. We will add that one in there. Add the playlist, and when the interview comes out this weekend, I'll also tweet out the playlist again for everybody. But Christian, man, I, I appreciate your time. This afternoon here, it's been a lot of fun catching up, and look forward to uh, catching up in Mid Ohio and seeing your success the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: No problem, man. Have a good one.
1: You too.
2: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go.